Welcome to Real-Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate. Good day, everyone, and welcome to Real-Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. My name is Jennifer Wiegert, Director of Marketing and Communications, and with me today are St. Louis Realtors 2022 Treasurer, Tina Siebert, and 2022 Secretary, Liz Smith. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Thanks. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. So as we all know, the market here in St. Louis has been quite chaotic and the 2022 real estate market pretty much began where we left off in 2021 in which existing home sales reached their highest level since 2006. Some say home sales would have been even greater were it not for the soaring sales prices and a shortage of homes for sale. So can you tell me what is your take on the current market? It's a hard market to be in as a buyer. As a seller, I think they feel like they have a little more safety because there's a lot of buyers out there that want their homes. And so, you know, sellers are coming in a little more confident, definitely, than in years past. And buyers are just stressed out and probably more stressed than they were even last year. Yeah. And I would say that with interest rates, I really felt that urgency in January, like a ton of buyers who had been on the sidelines in the fall, really wanting to jump into the market because they know interest rates are on the rise. And I have um, a client who went under contract this week and her main concern was like, how fast can I lock my rate? What can I get for my rate? And all that. So I think there's a lot of urgency about the interest rates because people know that they intend to, we all expect them to rise. Obviously, we don't know how much and how soon and things like that, um, they will rise. But that really impacts with the rising costs, um, what buyers can buy. For the sellers, I would say that knowing how to price your property can be kind of challenging. And also in this like you're hot or you're not market, you really want to make sure that you're priced correctly so it attracts all that interest, which is something that some sellers, I think, still struggle with. Um, and that's why, you know, consulting with your favorite licensed realtor is going to help you look at those numbers and find the right place to be. Perfect. Thank you both very much for that insight. So for many buyers, I would say 2022 is a new opportunity. You know, they can finally find their their home purchase of their dreams and make that a reality. Obviously, it won't be without many challenges. What do you see as the biggest challenge for buyers right now? And then also on the flip side, what would you see as being the biggest challenge for sellers? Yeah. So I think for buyers, it's really about expectation setting because the market's competitive. So as a buyer, you have to be prepared to compete and know what that means in different pricing points and different locations. Desirable locations are selling like hotcakes. There's competition on just about every property. Um, I can't remember the last time I wrote an offer on something that didn't have multiple offers on it. And so really having that like prep work and understanding what does that mean? What are all of these terms? Because a lot of things have shifted for buyers. And certainly I would say like under 300,000, um, a normal kind of like normal pricing point, um, 175, 225, the competition is fierce. And so for a, for a normal buyer, you're looking at what contingencies are you comfortable waiving or not waiving. Um, and those, those are hard conversations to have with buyers and really set those expectations, um, especially if you never bought a house before and you hear different things out there. So um, 
I would say expectation setting is really, really out there and just trying to find something that meets your criteria and that you're in a spot to compete with is, is very challenging for buyers right now. We do not have enough inventory, which means there's not enough homes for sale to satisfy the demands of the buyers right now. And, and that is something that there is no simple solution to. Yeah, I, com- I completely agree um, with that. And a lot of times in that buyer consultation, we're talking to people and saying, you need to get moving faster than you did in years past. You know, if you were in a lease situation and your lease is up in June, you better be looking right now because there's a chance that it could be 30, 60 days before you get under contract on something. And in years past, it was like, ah, you know what, if your lease is at the end of June, we'll get you in the house maybe by June 10th, everything will be great. And now we're just like, you know what, you need to be prepared to be able to maybe have a month of lease and a month of mortgage. And, you know, so Liz, you're right. I mean, it's totally different conversations. It's a lot more conversations. Um, I'm doing two and three buyer consults now before we even hit the market because they've heard from their friends and they know, you know, what a, a, a road it is to get into a home. So again, being as prepared as you can, both financially and with the right realtor, I mean, it really makes it makes the difference, you know, when people are more prepared going in for buyers. And I would also say to that aspect, something that we've seen a real shift in is over inspection. So in the past, I would say like a year and a half ago or so, um, we would see high prices with inspection contingencies. And then the buyers would come in and hammer the seller on inspections because they're like, I'm paying $25,000 over asking. So I'm going to ask you for 18 repairs. And now buyers are having to really to stay competitive. My buyers are having to kind of look at, are we willing to take the property as is? Are we willing to say we won't ask for any minor repairs? And what is a minor repair kind of fluctuates. I have some clients who will say less than a thousand. I have some clients that can say more based on their situation. And that's something that as buyer's agents, we really have to coach buyers on because that expectation is different. And certainly if they're hearing things from their parents, I'm sorry, but like your parents are not out of touch with what the way the market conditions are. And that is not a realistic expectation that like, oh no, this plug's ungrounded or... Uh, I'm trying to think of some like minor things, an anti-tip device missing on the stove, those kinds of things that used to come up in a transaction between a buyer and a seller. <laughs> right? You can't ask for that. Yeah. The right, the anti-tip device. Like I used to have that come up all the time. Now it's like, no. I also have started coaching buyers a little bit on a lot actually on like buying their own home warranty because we are t- planning to take the house in a certain condition. Um, sellers most of the time aren't going to pay for a home warranty in this market, but planning for that might be a way to kind of like bridge the gap of like, Hey, we know that some stuff is not going to be perfect when you move in and would a home warranty be right in a situation where there's older HVAC, older appliances, things like that to bridge that gap. 
Wonderful. Thank you both. That was great tips, great insights. I would say, um, unfortunately, none of us have a crystal ball, but I think our listeners have gained a lot by listening to you so far today. What would you say you see as the future in this market? As I said, none of us know what's going to happen next week or tomorrow for that matter. But (laughs) if you can give us your expertise and insights, what would you say uh, is, is coming up in the market in the near future? The scary thing is that I don't see inventory jumping up by a huge margin. And we need it to jump by a huge margin to get somewhere even in the neutral ground. So I do foresee it being a seller's market for a while. um, But that just means to me that buyers need to be pre-approved. They need to be a little more flexible in what they are looking for. You know, um, a lot of my first-time home buyers you know, they're not handy and they don't, you know, they can't see sometimes the difference a new uh, vanity can make in a bathroom or new flooring, you know, and it's like, you know, you can YouTube anything now, you know, and it's so I'm like, don't be scared of flooring and don't be caught off guard by paint, um, you know, and then we talk about whether this is going to be your one to five-year home versus this could be a home where you're going to stay in forever. And, you know, those conversations are are things that we're having. And I just need buyers to be a little more open. You know, everybody loves to have a granite or a quartz or a solid countertop, but you can eventually get there. And they're walking away from homes scared of that stuff. And I'm just like, stop being scared open your mind. So, but, you know, I get they're spending a lot of money and they want that house to be the house that, you know, is perfect for them, but not everybody gets a granite countertop. So. I I agree completely about finishes. The flashy finishes attract more interest, more offers, higher prices. And when you can find the ugly house, the grandma house, that's been nicely maintained by a family for years and years. And the kitchen is ugly, but it works. Um, you are in a much stronger position because while we we both anticipate it to be a seller's market for a long period of time, I don't think, like Tina said, there's no switch that's all of a sudden, there's no foreclosure wave coming. There is no like new construction boom that's going to fix all of these things. And St. Louis is a very comparatively, I know it doesn't feel like it buyers, but St. Louis is still a much more affordable market than other parts of the country. Like I've got friends, Tina probably does too, from California and um, Colorado and things like that, where people cannot afford to buy and they're stuck in a rent loop because a starting home is a million dollars. Whereas in St. Louis, even though it's stressful, um, you can buy a house as a single person and uh, are on one income and things like that. And so kind of when we look at things like it is stressful, but there is no quick fix for inventory. So the things that you should be thinking about as a buyer is like, what what are the key priorities? Can you, can you find that house that's ugly and updated over time? Yes, you can. Um, and that's that's a good spot to be in. Could you find a townhouse style maybe because a townhouse or a condo is a little bit more affordable than a single family home? It's still a competitive market and the prices are still rising. But depending on some of those features and benefits, that might be a situation to get yourself in 
um, lock yourself in at a price and not um, necessarily have to worry about rents rising. Rents rose about 13% in the last year and a half and housing prices being up. I anticipate that those landlords are going to keep charging more and more rent to their, to their tenants. And so locking yourself into something that might not be perfect, but is workable might be better than never getting on the elevator. Those are great. Again, thank you both for lending us your expertise today. We'll be right back. And now I'd like to welcome 2022 supporting sponsor, Choice Home Warranty. Here to tell us more is David Spector. Hi, David. Hey, how are you? Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, just to say a couple words here and everybody that's listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. So David Spector, Choice Home Warranty, uh, 68% likelihood something will break in your client's home of buying the home first year, regardless of inspection report. And that's from NAR, 68% likelihood. So that is the importance of home warranty. Our service fee is $65. Our policies range from 420 up to 580. So low service fee, low cost. And we cover breakdowns of AC, furnace, plumbing, ductwork, water heater, electric, and your appliances. If we don't have an appointment lined up within seven hours, we let you hire your own company and we refund at retail rates with really, really high caps, 5,000 AC, 5,000 for furnace, 2,500 per appliance, and no cap on a water heater that has a tank. So keep that in mind, very high caps. Always look at the caps of whatever warranty company you're using because it makes a difference. Water heaters are not cheap nowadays, nor are ACs and furnaces. So please, please keep me in mind. My phone number, 314-707-3441. Once again, 314-707-3441. And I would love an opportunity to work with you. Have a great day and thank you so much. And now back to the show. Before we say farewell, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Do you know anybody that wants to sell a house? I can I can put my <laughs> phone number. I mean, for real people, we want to sell these houses for you. Um, as sellers, I would say that while in theory, like you hear about these multiple offers and it sounds so amazing, I will tell you I had um sellers that were in tears over multiple offers, trying to decide how to pick and in tears because they knew there were so many nice people that weren't going to get a house. Not like knowing anything about the people, just like a general statement. Cause I'm very anti-buyer letters. I don't accept them on my properties. I don't want to know anything about the people. I just want to make a decision on the contract, but the, the seller wasn't very upset because she knew there were multiple nice people and how how do you pick when you have multiple offers and you don't know where it's going to appraise and we don't know you know who's going to be easy to work with and those kinds of things are really hard to know and so um as a seller it's still great and important to work with an agent who's going to help you prepare your house for sale that's going to work with you on staging and all of those things because sometimes a few little things can go a really long way my big takeaway is just be kind you know, this market is crazy. And whether you're on the buy side or you're on the sell side, you have to have empathy for, for everybody in this and kindness and karma come back to you. And I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes when you've written seven contracts as the buyer's realtor. Um, but when they finally get that home, it's the right one. It just, it works out, but it is just, it is a hard market to be in. And I tip my cap to everybody out there every day. Um, but it's just be kind, be professional. And, you know, we're, we're going to get through this. It's just, 
it is hard. So just be kind to people and have empathy, you know, um, it, it, it's hard. I mean, I'm almost in tears, you know, in a multiple bid situation. Cause again, you know, how many times your buyers have written. And when you get 13 offers, it is, you know, 12 other people not getting that house. So, Oh, the only other piece of advice is be the backup, be the backup. That that's my takeaway. Be the backup. You never know a backup contract might, you know, you might be well positioned. And the worst thing that ever happens if you don't get the backup is like, at least you tried and Mm -hmm. you know, you knew you were there waiting in the wings as the like, I don't know, the bridesmaid ready backup (laughs) team, whatever you want to, you know, waiting, lady in waiting, ready to pounce if anything comes your way. And realtors, we're like all in this together. So I can't stress that enough to be kind to each other, to communicate and do what you say you're going to do. So I will tell you for me personally, as an agent, I give my clients the option to review offers as they come in or send an offer deadline. And then once we hit the market, we do not change. And I am very strict on that because there is things happening right now where it's like, oh, seller has the right to accept offer at any time, but we're going to put this offer deadline. And it's very confusing um, working with your co-agents out there. And in this world, we got to be friends with each other as agents. And we got to work together and build those relationships. Um, and so I tell my clients, it's a very strict. If we say they're due at noon, we're, we cannot accept an offer ahead of time, even if you really like one. Um, And I also will tell agents when I'm in a multiple offer situation, I ask my clients, is it okay to disclose some information? Because I don't want to get 37 offers. I'd rather like, I'm good with three to five. So when I start getting more than that, I start, I want to be honest with the other agent who's showing it and spending their time writing an offer that like, Hey, listen, we're at this, we're escalating to here. Not that money is the only important thing. It's not. But like, if you're offering asking price and I got seven offers over ask, I don't want another offer at asking price because my clients probably aren't going to take it. So I also feel like that kind of professionalism is helpful. I appreciate when agents are like, you know, we're 40K over. Do your people want to compete with that? Nope. Thank you for saving me from writing the offer. Thank you for letting me show the property and explain to my client the situation so they can learn more for the next time and or just their expectations or talk to their lender. Can we get approved for more? What does that look like? Do I feel comfortable at that level? Um, because that's that's a hard conversation to have with buyers, but it's also realistic because sometimes where you want to be in terms of price might not be, you might not get what you want. And so you need to like think hard about that. And on the flip side, I like also I'm like, don't be house poor. Let's like really talk these numbers through with the lender so that when you are making that aggressive offer, you feel okay about it. Cause I don't want to be you be calling me in six months freaking out. But I will say, those people like two years ago when I felt like the prices were high, they feel great right now. Because rates and the prices have gone up since, right? You just never know. We don't know. You're a genius. <laughs> like, yes, reward yourself. Good job you moved when you did. Homeownership is amazing and incredible. It's a great way to build wealth. It forces you to save money each month, putting money away each month towards your property. But um, it does allow for a lot of amazing things too. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you both again for all of your wonderful expertise, tips, insights. I think it's great to hear, you know, some of those keywords like, you know, professionalism and kindness and just the general reminder that we are all in this together. And I know it's applicable to, you know, the topic at hand and to the the real estate industry as as it were, but it's also applicable to everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, we we never saw in a, in a million years where we are right now in the world being in the situation that we are. And I think, you know, reminders on a daily basis of, you know, be kind and just know that other people are, are doing things that they never thought they'd be doing. And it's, it's a good reminder to have reasonable expectations, as you said, Liz. <laughs> so thank you both so much for being with us today and you all take care. You too. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. Join us next time for more on real estate news, trends, and industry insights. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate.